You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Places where the Rambam knuckled under. And it wasn't just the Rambam. It was other important postkin. Was in the din of how davening functioned. I'll just tell you right now, the Rambam um, was Mesakim on, on, on Shabbosim at first, and later it moved, it sounds like, almost every day, that there should not be a Tfilas Lachash, a, what we call the silent Shmona Esrei, the silent Amida, followed by the Chazan's repetition of the Amida. The Rambam in a sense, abolished that. And for years, in Mitzrayim, the Jews in Mitzrayim, and it spread to other places in North Africa, accepted this directive, which was, let me explain, the the, you, the Chazan would lead the services, we pores al Shema, Till he got to Gaal Yisrael, the Brocha Pershmanes, right? At that point, the Chazan would start. There was no break. If you wanted to daven, you would daven word for word, silently, as the Chazan continued to daven. Now, you would go word for word with him. There was probably no people that would, you, you were told to keep up with the Chazan. It wasn't like, you know, the Chazan would go at a, let's say, the standard pace, and you'd have people who were still in, in the first bracha. The encouragement and the attitude was, this is your davening, your personal davening, but it goes hand in hand with what the Chazan is doing. Now, the, there were other people who had the right to just stand there and listen and let the Chazan daven for them. Even though the Gemara spoke about, and the Rambam develops this, it was only for a person who's Eino Baki, a person who didn't know, it was only for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when people were not familiar. But it was clear that many people took advantage of this. Even those that were able to daven on their own, they abdicated it in order for the davening to continue. Now, one of the main reasons the Rambam had for this, we'll see, there was part of it was the fact that people who had already davened by themselves would talk during Chazar Sashats. Because it's not for me, I've done my davening. The Rambam says, even Talmidah Chachamim. Now, the Ramah, quoting in Shulchan Aruch, speaks about Tamir HaChachamim who learned during Chazar HaShatz, who, who studied during Chazar HaShatz, and he says they shouldn't be doing that. But the Rambam speaks about Tamir HaChachamim who, as they're waiting there, got into conversation with people around them. And the Rambam speaks about turning away, laughing, spitting, other things. The Rambam therefore says, Two things. And we could see the sources inside soon. But one thing the Rambam says is that 
there definitely were Amaratzim in the old system who see what the Tamid HaChachamim are doing and say, hey, they're not listening. They're talking. They're walking out. I'm going to walk out too. And it's going to ruin the whole purpose for Chazar HaShachs. But then the Rambam says something very crucial. And he mentions this three times. He says that the non-Jews who are seeing what we're doing, the Muslims, in other words, in Egypt, the Fatimid Empire, whatever, whoever was the, the sultan at that time, whatever the name of the empire was, I think it was the Fatimids, I'm not sure. They would see the way the Jews would be davening in Shul. And they would see their Chazar Sashats, and the Rambam says it's a Chilu Hashem. Because we can't, when they daven, they daven at attention, there's no talking, people don't walk out, there's no laughing, no schmoozing. It's, it's the epitome of seriousness. For Allah. Therefore, the Rambam says, for those reasons, and he mentions Chilu Hashem a number of times, the Rambam instituted this Takana. Okay, that's one. And it lasted for a while. Later generations wanted to throw this off. But here you see that the Rambam uses the, uh, the aspect of Chilu Hashem to be a reason to actually alter what had been the standard halacha. Now, um, I have to tell you personally, um, I, I have a, usually I don't have a horse in this game. Like usually what I try to be is, you know, I'm, I'm your moderator as if you listen to the podcasts, right? I'm your host and moderator, uh, or curator. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm more than a curator on this one because when I came to a certain yeshiva, uh, teaching a modern high school yeshiva, I was the davening monitor and I saw the same problem. There weren't any uh, Muslims looking in and saying, oh, this is terrible. But we all knew how terrible it was. We knew that the Chazar Sashats was a big issue. That we would have to walk around and stop the davening and shush people. And there are many big shuls where the rabbis are doing the same thing. So I suggested to the head of the the Judaic Studies Department, based on the Rambam, to institute this. And we did it. And I'm very proud that we did. Because it changed the whole davening. The, The students, it meant something to them. It meant, now, would we have done it in, 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 in the Ponovich High School, in the Ponovich Yeshivik Tana? Would we have done, of course not. Would we have done it in any, but it is the type of thing which I believe should still have weight as a way to, as I said, now, part of it, now, uh, as I wrote in the blurb here, is, a, is in the culturalization. Yes, davening, in a sense, was messy. Um, it isn't always sitting at attention. It isn't prim and proper. Maybe among the yekas, it's more like that. But we know the typical shtibel, the Ashkenazi shtibel, the Chassidish shtibel. We know what it's like. 
here you see that there was a rationale to give it a more Muslim look. And that is itself quite, quite striking. There's another area, which I'm going to show you the sources on in a minute. Uh, I'm trying to do both of them. Where the Rambam was, the Rambam, in a way, was not the innovator, but he was taken to task for not getting with the game. Now, this has to do, this takes us back to the Takana of Ezra HaSofer. Uh, the Gemara says in Babakama, and the Gemara says it in, in Brachos, that Ezra made a Takana. The Takana was that if someone was a Balkari, man or woman, which usually meant they had engaged in sexual activity, they could not learn Torah. They, and part of Torah, of course, is saying Kriyat Shema. They couldn't go to Davin, at least they couldn't do the Kriyat Shema. And they couldn't learn until they had gone to the Mikvah. Now, a Balkari Torah is a Rishon Vatuma. And he's Tamei till the night. They didn't become Tahar by going to the mikvah. That, that night, they would be truly Tahar. They could eat truma. But Ezra was Misaken that you need to um, do this before you are able to study Torah. The Rambam quotes the Gemara that says the reason behind this was it shouldn't be that the men are basically around their wives like chickens, like like roosters. The idea was, Ezra's idea was, according to the way the Gemara explains it, was that we wanted people. That's, that, that, that's one rationale. According to that rationale, the idea was, you love to learn, don't you? Yeah. You love Torah. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay? Well, there's a price to be paid for your sexual activity. What's the price? You won't be able to go back in the base medrash until you get yourself to a mikvah. And it's not so easy to get to a mikvah. So you're going to have to put that on hold. You have to say, okay, okay, there's nookie nookie. Oh, there's diuk in the Rambam. Diuk in the Gemara. Oh, boy. I love learning. I want to be able to go to shul. I want to say Kriyajma. So that, the Rambam felt, put a damper on that activity. How does that translate to the Ona for Tamakach on Friday night? So that would be Sheila. He would have to go to the mikvah <laughs> before he could go to say Kriyajma or learn. You're right. So- and the way Ezra drew the Takana up originally, it, a lot of people would be going to the mikvah Shabbos morning. Um, now, another rationale that's mentioned in the Gemara for this in Brachos is because um, 
Remember the day you stood in front of God, which means, or Hayom, Hashem Elokecho, the Gemara says, every day when you open up the Torah, when you learn, it has to be like our Sinai. Just like over there, we were scared. We had spent days away from activity with our husbands and wives, and we were scared. It was That's the way Torah has to be. So in other words, your brain, it's not that we want to stop sex, which is, which is, the, which is again, if you go to my shirim on Sunday night, you'll see what the Rambam is about, um, which is the reason the Rambam quotes. The Gemara has another reason is, is that you can't just shift. You can't just move from one mode to the other. So in other words, the mikvah is a way to change your modality, to change the, what you're, the way you think about things. You just were Don Juan. You just were, you know, somebody now, you know, yeah, well, Don Juan, that's not the way you, you approach Torah. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be Don Juan, but you know what? You've got to go to the mikvah in order you, just to learn Torah again. And that included Kriyachma, because Kriyachma was a way, it was part of Torah. Now, the Rambam, this is Machlokas, the Rambam and the Reef. The Rambam says he only argues with the Reef about 10 places, but this is one of the places he argues. The Rambam says that a later generation, after Ezra, was masaking to do the same thing for davening. Meaning, you couldn't daven. You couldn't, even if the words weren't divrei Torah, even if they were just, again, words from your heart, to God, you could not do that. And especially the words that the Anshei Knesset set up as tefillah until you went to the mikvah. Now, the Rith says it was all one big takana. The Rambam says it was a second, two stages. So the second stage of the takana was no davening. No learning, no davening. Until you went to the mikvah. But this is that, very different than Tarnagal. Tarnagal is a separate issue entirely. Right, right. What it was over here was that, but it's similar to the, the first, second opinion, which means you can't daven if this, you just were involved in this way. Now, it also included someone who had a nocturnal emission. Okay, but it's the same idea. But here, if somebody is of a holier uh, bent... And all their activities is L'shem Shemaim. So why is there a stira? Why? why? <laughs> okay, so you're, again, Takonos Shiva were done for the masses. And everybody needed to ascribe to them. Uh, right. we, we talked in our previous class today about people who said, well, I'm an exception. But this was something that had Ezra or, or something similar to the Ezra power. Maybe it was also Anshikana after Ezra had died and said, no. And, and the Mishnayot that we have, that Rebbe put into, which was after the Chorban, still retained these halachos. So it lasted for hundreds of years. For the almost, it was the, almost the whole time of Bayit Shani, even hundreds of years afterwards, there was this artificial clamp of what, to, about what learning and what davening was. Okay. The Gemara in Brachos mentions uh, that when Rabzeira came 
from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel for a trip to visit, he had been in Bavel first, he saw that the B'nai Bavel had stopped doing this. That the B'nai Bavel had stopped going to the mikvah before they learned. They might have washed themselves off. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, there might have been a Tisha Kabin. They might have just you know, rinsed themselves. But they went to learn. And it, the simple shot in the Gemara is that they also went to Daven. We'll see in a second. The Gemara says that it's Rabbi Yehuda Min Beseira, who was a Tana, but he lived in the city of Nitzivan, which was like a border town. It was very close to being Bovel. Rabbi Yehuda Min Beseira said, what does God say? Hello? Torah is fire. Just like fire is not Makabal Tumah, Torah is not Makabal Tumah. What, because you're a Balkari? So you're Tomei for a day? So you can't learn Torah? Torah is greater than that. Torah has an ability to alter anybody. A Tomei person, non-Tomei person? Torah is fire. And the Gemara says that despite the fact that there were Amaroyim and Bovel who kept on going to the mikvah, and they came, they argued about, how about if you're sick? How about if you didn't have sex? How about if it just happened? How bad it was this? The Yerushalmi talks about people who just were fantasizing. What eventually, what happened was in Bovel, they took Yehuda ben Becerra's flag and they ran with it. And the Gemara says, Batle with TV Lusa. It stopped. It had been for hundreds of years at Takana, seemingly, but it stopped. Now, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Well, before I get to that, let me tell you that in Eretz Yisrael, the Yerushalmi in Brachos that I had the schools to learn over the last couple of months said that doesn't it said Rabbi Shua ben Levi and others in Eretz Yisrael felt that it should be here, and they kept it even post the Chorban. So in Eretz Yisrael, now, there were certain places in Eretz Yisrael that they felt it was an undue hardship on the women in the north of Israel who wanted to say Tehillim or learn or daven to have to go to the mikvah. So the Gemara says that they didn't, they felt that it was, it was making the women sick, finding cold places to, to, to dump, to, to go to the mikvah in. But what seems to be the standard attitude was is that we're going to keep this, but not necessary for learning, but for davening for sure. And even after the Gemara is over, the B'nai Eretz Yisrael kept on being makbid on going to the mikvah before they davened. And the reason was, they said, this is Kedusha going to a shul. This is going into like a Beis Hamikdash. This is like, this is extremely important. So therefore, despite the fact that in the Bavli it says they were Mavatavit, the reality was the Bnei Eretz Yisrael kept on going to the Mikvah. Now, we have a, uh, uh, a, um, 
I know I haven't done much inside here because the sources are very voluminous, uh, voluminous sources. There is a sefer that was collected. It's a sefer from the Gaonic period, and it's called Chilufim Bein Minhage Eretz Yisrael Lebovel. And that sefer was probably put together in the 7th or 8th century of the Common Era. And there it says that the B'nai Bavel, who were still in the yeshivas there, and remember, nobody told them Shas was over. Many of them continued in Sur and Pumpadisa, and you can see from their later letters to the Rambam and others in the time of the Middle Ages, they didn't feel that they were not the direct descendants of the, of, of the, of the people in the time of the Gemara. They thought that they were um, continuing the, the legacy. They were part of the same process. So one of the early Svarim says that the B'nai Bavel said, we're Tomei anyway. This idea that we're all Tomei Mason, we don't have Paraduma. It's like we're in an Eretz that's Tomei. Even though that's not what Ezra was about, but at least the possibility of becoming Tar was there. We're in a Tomei place. And therefore they continue to do what the Gemara said they did. Torah can't become Tomei. And they went to Davin and, and, and learn without going to the mikvah. The B'nai Eretz Yisrael said, look, we're trying to keep what we have here. It's a Horbin. There's been death, slaughter, and destruction. But we are going to try to, to remain like it was in Bayashani, at least when it comes to Tefillah. And that was a subtle, a very important difference, despite the fact that the Gemara says that it was Bata. Remember, the B'nai Eretz Yisrael didn't necessarily agree to everything that was in the Talmud Bavli. Okay. Then something happened. What happened was the Muslim conquests of Bavel spreading everywhere, North Africa, Israel as well, and it became Dar al-Islam, Islamic control. Now, the Muslims, now, Muhammad himself had Jewish uh, advisors. Muhammad had Jewish advisors. He had people that sort of helped him. And there definitely were Jews that were part of the original Islamic uh, uh, groups that helped shape what the Quran and the, and, and the Hadith and all the laws of Islam. One of the things that was a crucial idea in Islam was that a Balkari could not, not only Davin, the Mishnah speaks about a Balkari coming to Shul and being quiet and listening. In Islam, they took it further. If someone was a Balkari, unless he went to the, to the place of, 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 of ritual immersion, he was not allowed in the Shul at all. He couldn't be in the building. Let me show you something now. Hopefully this is going to work. Well, here is a tshuva. This is an article, uh, I can send it to you, written by Mayor Chavatzelet. And I don't know if that's his real name or he changed his name. But Mayor Chavatzelet wrote a safer, a very nice article here about uh, the Rambam and the Gaonim. 
And here is a tshuva that he found that is a very, uh, here it is. Well, here's the Lushna, the tshuva, basically. Um, Let's take a look. Balkari ain't divertor macablan tumba. That's true. I don't deny the Gemara. But Minadin he doesn't have to, because the Gemara says you don't have to go to the mikvah. Avochayav litvo mishum nikiut. It's still you need to wash your body up, the whole body, not just the part where the semen escaped, but the whole body. Umishum kiddush Hashem goyim. Because of the kiddush Hashem. There again, we see the idea of the chilu Hashem, the kiddush Hashem bifnei goyim. Okay? Now, afabayom hakipurim uchayev litvo. So, basically, it's like this. During And this represented uh, an attitude change from the Gaonim. Remember, originally, they were, we're Talmud Bavli people. We go with you to Ben Bezerah. Torah's fire. Don't worry about it. Then it changed. Once Islam became dominant, even in Iraq, Iran, and those areas, throughout North Africa and Mitzrayim, all the way up in Muslim Spain as well, no one went to Davin unless they had at least washed their body completely. They had at least done something like Tvila. This was, in some places it was real going to the mikvah. Other places it was washing the body. And on Yom Kippur, if someone sees Kerry, then they have to go to the mikvah because it's the Yom Makodosh. So here, this Kiddush Hashem Mifnei Goyim indicates that what was happening was because of the Muslim sense, because if they knew that we were just going into Shoal and not going to the mikvah, I don't know how they knew, but there was enough interaction so therefore, the halacha changed. What had been the halacha, the minog now reverted. It's almost like what it said in the Talmud Bavli over a number of pages, and, and the fact that it said that we don't, we no longer accept this, it wasn't relevant anymore. Because we were makabal things differently. We were makabal a new way of doing things. Now, I think part of, there's obviously the, the sociological issue here of changing the way we have our tefillot or how we run our shul because of what it appears like. The idea that Torah is, is impenetrable, the idea that, that, that even davening is impenetrable, 
The fact is that, okay, you're Tomei. Okay, you're Tomei because you had relations. But you know what? You can still turn to God and you can still lead the services. That's according to the halacha of Talmud Bavli. Because you have to look at the essence of something. And you are able to make this mental shift. There's something, in fact, if you think about it, very glorious about the idea that you can get to this higher plane quickly and it doesn't necessarily, it's, it doesn't, we don't have to worry about what you were doing uh, two hours ago because now you're davening and now you're learning. And whether you're ritually, whether you can eat kachim or not, you're in an area that's beyond kachim. You're in an area that's in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And that's a, a beautiful power of what davening is. But we had to come back from that. We had to come back from that. And we altered our hanhogos. We altered them and we turned it into something else. And a lot of the reason we turned it was the pressure, as you see here, Mishum Kiddush Hashem Bifnei Goyim. Okay? So, let me show you uh, in this regard uh, uh, just the, the language of the Rambam himself and how the Rambam got in trouble over this. Okay, then I'm going to show you the Rambam about the changing of the Shmon Esrei. So what I'm going to do here uh, to make it easy, I'm going to take us to Machon Mamre for a minute. And hopefully it'll work quickly and we will go to the Rambam. Here's Machon Mamre. And let us see the Mishnah Torah. We'll do Hebrew with vowels if you want. I'm going to read three parts here. We're going to put it up on the board, on the computer. We'll start with Sefer Ahava, the Hilchos Kriyachma. And I'm going to show you in Perek Dalid. See the Rambam here on the board. Your tummy, you still do Shma. Yeah, you could make yourself Tahar. You could go to the mikvah. For example, if you touch a Sheretz or a Nida or a Zava, you have to wait for the night to eat Shrum or Kachim. But you could make yourself tohar, but you're chayiv and kriyachma. The Ezra beidino tikkun shavu yikra balkeri levado misharat meim. That was the only one, balkeri levado. The lo poshta takonazu b'chol Yisrael. The Rambam invents something that the Gemara does not say. The Rambam, this the Rambam had to say it because he doesn't know how it stopped. How did you stop this takana? Because it really wasn't. It really never spread. It's in the Mishnah. The Mishnah talks about a Valkyrie being usher. 
Who wrote the Mishnah? Yehuda Anasi. Didn't he have a pulse of what the people were saying? The Rambam, again, I don't, I don't believe the Gemara says this. The Gemara says this by other Takanos. But the Rambam says, how else could it just evaporate? It evaporated because it never really took hold. Yeah, this is the Rambam hedging his bets. Yeah, of course there were people that kept it because it's in the Mishnah, but it was not most of the Tzibur. And most of the Tzibur, even the ones for a while that were doing it, it was hard. It was cold, as I mentioned before, the Yerushalmi says in certain places. It was something that was a pain in the neck. I want to learn Torah. I want to daven. They couldn't live by it. Lefikach batla. It got canceled. Got canceled. Now, therefore, Kvarnogu Kolyusro, all Jews everywhere. Likros Petorah, Likros Kriyashma, Mahain Bali Karayin. And even though they're Balkaris, it's just that two hours ago they were with their wives in bed, and everybody comes and da- goes and learns. That's Yehuda ben Becerra. And the Rambam adds, That's what Torah is. Torah is bigger than that. This is the Rambam's understanding of what occurred. And this is what, this was, so again, it's not just the B'nai Bovel felt they were Tomei, the Rambam says it never had the power of a takana to bind them. That's one Rambam. There's two more I want to show you. One is at the end of Perak Dawit of Hilchos Tefillah. He says that you don't have to, you don't need Tvila to Davin. He says, Kvar Biarnu, She Ezra Tikan Shlo Yikra Balkari Bilvad Divri Torah Shiyitbo. Ezra was only interested in Torah. Ubetin Shaamdu Achri Kainitkinu Afla Tvila. Shlo Yitpawa Balkari Bilvad Ad Shiyitbo. So Rashi, Rambam says it was a secondary Bezdin, a Bezdin that's afterwards. The lonely tomb of the Tara Noguba is not new yet your tummy. Ella Kedesh, Shalo Yitami, the Chachamim, Mitsuyan, Eitz, and Nishotayan, Kitar Nagolin. And therefore, that was everybody, nobody. In other words, Tommy Chachamim especially should not be involved in so much sexual activity, but everybody would. Would, would would reduce their sexual activity. And that's why it's only for a Balkari. The Raman goes on. That's why they said you could be, for example, if you were Tame, even if you were Tame beforehand and you saw Kerry, or you were a Nida who was at a very Tumachamura and you saw Kerry from a sexual encounter before she had her period. Or let's say she just had relations with her husband and then she becomes a Nida. She needs to go to the mikvah for Kriyashma because of Keri. Even though they were already Tomei. 
when they were in need, there was no problem davening or learning. Because the tefillah has nothing to do with tahara. It was a What's the gzera? The Rambam calls it a gzera. Shalom you metuyan eitzel nishal sehatamid. We don't want you by your wife. And this, again, come, come to Sunday night shir or listen to our, 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 Ram, our Ramban versus Rambam class. It's up on the podcast site and you'll see we're going to develop this a little bit more. But this is what the Rambam says. Shalom you metuyan nishal sehatamid. But he says, kvar batlagam takonazu shalatfila. That also has been canceled. Why? He says again, Now we get to the Rambam's neck of the woods. But the minig has spread. Sfarad, of course, is where? That is Spain where the Rambam was from, where the, right? Shinar is all the way in Bavel, right? Shinar is, 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 is east of the Rambam. The Rambam's writing this in Fostat, in Egypt, to his east, to his west, going up north, a huge swath of Judaism. But not everyone. The Minig has become, and it came after the Talmud, the Balkari, doesn't necessarily go to the mikvah, but he washes himself. And that was because, not because of the Muslims, he says, like we saw in the other tshuva. Mishum hikon lekras elohecha Yisrael. Get ready to meet your God. And come on. Now, for some reason, that was not in Chazal. That was some, a new, a new aspect. The Rambam doesn't say it's because of the Muslims. The Rambam says, though, it's because of the idea, come on, Aren't you going to pray? Aren't you going to daven? You need to, you're not going to come into shul in shorts. You're not going to come into shul uh, with your shirt out. Therefore, you, should, you shouldn't just come into shul after you had just engaged in, in sexual activity. You need to go to the mikvah. It's all part of the same idea. But he says that's only if you're healthy or you, you actually, it wasn't a nocturnal emission, you engaged in sexual activity. But you're just a Balkari, you don't have to wash. There's no minag. And it doesn't apply if you were a Nida or a Zav beforehand. There's no minag. So what do you do? You wipe yourself off. It's right. You wash your hands because you had just wiped yourself off. And you go and daven. One last Rambam I want to show you. And, that, and you see how easy this... Uh, Site is to navigate this Machon uh, Mamre site. It's in Yom Kippur. Made you bigger, David. Okay. So, if you take a look, um, the Mishnah says, Mishnah, the Gemara says, if a person sees carrying him kipper, is it a good sign for him, a bad sign for him? Should he be scared that he's going to die, or is it a sign that he's going to live? So obviously, uh, it obviously is a very disconcerting thing. It's Yom Kippur, 
and a person sees Kerry, he wasn't involved in Tashmash Amita, but something happened, he overate, whatever it was. Uh, again, I've had uh, very, even very recently, whatever it was, somebody came to me, uh, came to find me where I was davening on Yom Kippur to tell me that he had seen Kerry and he was very, very upset about it. The Mishnah talks about it and the Mishnah assumes you go to the mikvah. More, the Rambam says that's not true anymore. If you see Kerry on, Yom, on the night of Yom Kippur, wash it off. If it's already dried, you can wash those places and you daven. But you can't go to the mikvah or rochitz your body. Remember the Gaonim disagreed. The Gaonim said Yom Kippur, even the ones in Bavel said, Yom Kippur is the Yom Kadosh, you go to the mikvah if that occurs. The Rambam says there's no reason to do that. Remember what we saw before? This is where the Rambam says, you're anyway not going to be Tahar. Everybody is Tomei Tumas Meis. And all it is today is a minog in certain places. Yes, a good swath of Judaism is bound by this minog. But today, in other words, like this, like the Rambam says, the Mishnah, the Gemara that spoke about it was when Ezra's Takana was still in force. When there was a Tvila for Balikari, so then we said, go to the Mikvah Yom Kippur. But today, when it's only a Minag, the Minag cannot override the Isra Darabonan of washing on Yom Kippur. You're washing your body. You're, you're taking a bath. And you're not allowed to do that on Yom Kippur. In the time of the Gemara, you could, because the time of the Gemara, the Takana, although it never really took hold, was technically in force the way they were speaking about it in a sort of a theoretical way. But now that we know the Takana never really took hold and it was canceled, the Rambam now said that there's no reason to go, and it's also to go. Because he says the most a minag can do, a minag, which was what they just accepted upon themselves, extra zihirut, but it cannot violate a pre-existing law. There's already a pre-existing law in the books, not to wash yourself on Yom Kippur. You can't have this takana change that, this minag change that. The Rambam was a maverick in this way because the uh, the, the accepted opinions of the B'nai Eretz Yisrael and in Bavel was you go to the mikvah even on Yom Kippur. And the Rambam stood against it. Now, this book that the Rambam wrote uh, came out when he was about 50 years old. And it was, a, it, it was in those days, it, it spread very strongly, especially through North Africa and Egypt and Bavel and other places. The Rambam was taken to task for this. Why was he taken to task? Because first of all, he said that in strict halacha, you don't have to go to the mikvah before you daven. And you don't, you don't even have to wash your body off. There's a minig in these places. And then he was dealing with Yom Kippur. So the Rambam was attacked for this, as if he was violating the sanctity of what tefillah was. Um, let me uh, show you uh, on this regard 
the letter that the Rambam wrote to Rav Pinchas Hadayan. the wrong thing to search for. <laughs> All right. I have it here. Um, This was a letter the Rambam wrote. This was a letter the Rambam wrote to Rav Pinchas Hadayan. Rav Pinchas Hadayan was a Jew from Provence who came to the other big city in Mitzrayim. There were two big cities of Jews, Fostat, Cairo, and Alexandria. Um... He says, um, and you can see, uh, he writes to Rav Pinchas, and I'm going to read a little bit of the letter. This is the Rambam writing in Hebrew, because Rav Pinchas, although he was living in an Arabic-speaking country, did not really read and speak Arabic well. So the Rambam wrote it in Hebrew. I need to tell you that if you want to know the personality of the Rambam, you need to read his letters, his igrot and his chuvot. And when, if you if you don't read Arabic, the ones that he wrote in Hebrew are the true Rambam words. And let's just see what he writes here. He says, he says, I know you're upset. I didn't answer you right away. It's not because he says that I heard something negative and I'm mad at you. I'm I'm pushing not well because I don't makabel he says that, and I know, um, whenever people talk, there's always broken telephone game. There's especially if a person's a, a, a perennial gossip. I know things get out of hand. And he says, look, I can tell you about this. Um, if I hear that somebody is happy about me being, uh, uh, being insulted or embarrassed, I, I really don't feel it at all. I, I am mochel, et emchol ve'eslach. Now, um, you wrote me later, don't be mad at me, don't throw me away. He said, you think I'm going to throw you away? I helped give you that job in Alexandria. So don't think that. He says, and I consider you a Talmud Chacham. And therefore, I would never want a Talmud Chacham to be hurt. Now, you have someone who is one of the Dayanim that are with you, Rav Daniel. Um, or it was, I think it was Rav, uh, I'm not sure if that was Rav Yitzchak, who's another Dayan who's working. And he told you I was mad at you. He's right. I was upset. Because your letter came to me. I'm ill and I get this letter from you. How shouldn't I be mad? What did you write in your letter? 
You said, everyone, they're coming to me. That's Rav Pinchas, the dying in Alexandria. They said, we can't take the Rambam anymore because the Rambam in his book is matir, what he wants. He's asering what he wants. What was he matir? He's matir going, davening without going to the mikvah. He's matir, uh, I'm sorry, he's asering going to the mikvah on Yom Kippur. We've had a misora may have a senari shown him that a person can't daven ever unless he goes into the mikvah or to a, or an ocean, or a regular bathhouse or, or, or an ocean. And now you've allowed Rambam in your book to daven. You said only in Spain and North Africa, but you said that you can go into the shul and you said you only about davening. You said you could learn Torah. So, if this is what Judaism is, look at this, my friends. Look at these words of the letter. This is what Pinchas Hadayan said he was threatened by. This is what the revolt in Alexandria against the Rambam was. Nelech v'nodea l'flilim. You see that? What do you think that means? We are going to go to the authorities, the Islamic authorities, and get the Rambam in trouble. So the Rambam was in threat of, of getting in trouble by the Muslims for allowing this. The fact that he let the Balkarian shul, the fact that he said you can learn Torah. So he says, he says, he says, I shouldn't get mad for that. Even Hillel Azokain would have gotten mad at that. First of all, you said everybody's involved. Come on, you know it wasn't everybody. It was just the Amaratzim and the Shotim. Also, you made them into Talmud HaKomim as if they actually reasoned it and they talked about what was the Misora. You know that's not true. You know it's just a bunch of rabble-rousers. And also, you, instead of when you heard their complaint, you, you nodded your head and you gave it some weight. In fact, you said that because of this big hullabaloo against the Rambam, they wanted you, Pinchas, to give a sheer about it, to give a whole drush about how important it is, to tell them how important Chomer Advarim, and you were Doreshit. When I heard you gave a sheer about this, and you told them how important it was, Gamzechi Sani. It's Chomer. It's Chomer to, to go to the mid, to, to take a bath. There's no Chomer here. It's a minag. It's a minag in Spain, North Africa. But if you go to Italy, you go to France, you go to Provence, where you're from, they never had this minag. In fact, when I have had the schus, the Rambam says, of Chachamim coming to me from the, from to, to North Africa, I remember, and they saw what we were doing, they, they laughed at us and they said, you learned this from the Ishmaelim. You got this from the Arabs. You got this from the Muslims. You know what you should have done? You should have given them Musr. You should have told them the truth. You should have said, And that a Balkari can daven and learn according to the halacha. But daven, can, can, can learn. Davening, you're right. You guys, there's a minig in your country. And you know what? 
Where does the minig apply? Look at this. Yishmaelim. Wherever the Arabs stressed, wherever Mohammed and his followers reached, that's where the minig kicked in. But Bain Arelim, by the Christians in Italy, Spain, France, Christian Spain and France, they don't have the minig to, to even wash their body off. And you should have said, look, I'm not telling you to not do your minig. Person should keep the minogim of his, of, 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 I'm not trying to change your minogim. That's what you should have said. But you know what? The same way the Gemara says, love makes you say the wrong thing. Hate makes you say the wrong thing. And because you and Rav Daniel, I'm not sure what it was, but you and Rav Daniel got into it with each other, you got mad. And therefore, Rav Daniel is one of my people. You were happy about that. And therefore, you went out of bounds, Rapinchas. And then they said about me that I don't wash off from Kerry. Can you imagine this? They, the complaint against the Rambam was that he himself was such a maverick. He said, I don't care about the Minug. And that if he became a Balkari, if he had relations with his wife or became a Balkari, he did not go to the mikvah or did not wash his body off. Shekerhu. I swear by Shammai and Baaretz, it's true. Sometimes I didn't go to the mikvah, but that's only if I was sick. But I did not change the minug, the minug of my parents. Right, I come from Spain. I come from Cordoba. I come from a place that the Arabs controlled. But I would not change the minug. Unless there was an Isra involved, like on Yom Kippur. And how does he know anyway what I did? If I went down to, to wash my body off. And basically, he's just dreaming. And I listen, I don't even want to talk about what this idiot said, but I'm telling you why I was upset. Okay. Incredible letter, right? You never expected to see the Rambam write like that. But what you see from the Rambam, who makes it straight, although he doesn't say that in Mishnah Torah, he says the Minag was Artsas Ar Yishmaelim and not accepted in Artsos Arelim, which is for the Christians. So here we see, my friends, um, the result of that culturalization. Did it make davening better? Did it make it, was it more real? Was it more the way it should be? Well, I'll leave that to you to think about. But I hope, like I said, I didn't, uh, when we think about davening, perhaps we should think about a balance between the two. We should have the sense of, of course, respect and how formal and, and, and not to make a chil Hashem. On the other hand, there's also the idea that no matter where you are, no matter how tummy you are, you can connect. And maybe now, especially on a day, of, a sad day, when we see we don't have any, the Kiddush around us, we see ourselves stooped in, steeped in Tuma. We shouldn't downplay that power of tefillah. Yeah. So, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.